episode 12. Oh, wow, 12? I know. Yeesh. I know. Um, I was just thinking about uh, how um, I call this part the cold open. I was just thinking in my head, I'm going to call it the cold open. And then I was thinking about, like, I'm like, oh, how should we start the show? Well, a couple thoughts. And then I was just weird, you know, we like, I like watching talk shows. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see the celebrities, like, going around promoting, like, whatever, like, their TV show or their movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, some of them, they're really good. Like, they have their stories prepared. And they have to, like, go, you know, they have to think, like, what story should I tell? Like, what anecdote should I tell that would be, like... Here's some gee whiz information. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they prep for the show, like, whoever, like, books the show, like, they tell the host, like, okay, they're going to tell a story about this. You have to figure out a way to get them there or, like, open it anyway. Yeah. So just watching that, I was like, oh, I just felt, like, similar. I'm like, oh, I got to think about the thing I'm going to take on the road. And, like, <laughs> anyway, I know that's really, like, yeah. rambly. <laughs> and so I had different – and so then I, like, tortured myself. I was like, okay, let's see. What is it going to be? And for the most part, like – Come up with something. Yeah. You but, do a pretty good job, so... Well, thanks. Um, my dilemma is, too, is, like, people know what... When you click on a podcast, like, you know what you're clicking on. hmm So us, like, talking, introducing the podcast is totally a formality. It's completely unnecessary. And I've heard other people talk about this in their podcasts, where it's like, why am I introducing the podcast? Because, like, you know what you clicked on. Interesting. It's just what you do, though. Mm. I mean, why do the talk shows do an opening monologue? Why yeah. do the talk shows have opening the credits? Host? Right, yeah. right. No, and when I get the opening monologue, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I always like struggle with, like, how do we open up our show? Mm-hmm. Like, do I say, "Welcome to the podcast," and we and I do it every week. We introduce ourselves, and it's a mm-hmm. formality, right? But I'm just like, I mean, you know, we really don't have to, but you don't have to. Well. But, but it's how it works. I know. So, welcome to Couples Who Bravo Together. I'm Victoria. I'm Brian. <laughs> We're lawyers. We're smart. Wow. We, we talk about dumb TV. We talk about smart TV. Some of that is true. Some of that is not. <laughs> but it's actually going to be, it's going to come up when we're going to talk. I mean, oh my gosh. My lack of lawyering ability sometimes. Yeah, Boy. no shit. Mm. Likewise. Um, <laughs> Um, my other random, gosh, actually now I've got a couple ideas. Oh, I know. How about a little role playing? Okay. <laughs> Something to spice up the marriage. Uh, I am going to play the monarch and you're going to be my court jester. Make me laugh. I need a laugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> no pressure. <Jeez>. No, I know. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. But I, and I'm just kidding about that you have to be the court jester, but I really was thinking about, I legit was thinking that earlier, separate from the podcast. I'm like, just make me laugh, Brian. <laughs> uh, okay. Is, is there a quote? Like, because we do quotes. Can you think of a quote that's like, I just want to laugh? Well, actually, the thing I kept thinking of was, um, uh, which you don't listen to. So there's this recording of Beyonce's... Um, uh, All right, you lost. To, me. I, <laughs> oh, you made me laugh. <laughs> what's a, okay, what's the few good men quote? Uh, mine is. Um, 
you believe that, Danny? I'm here to help you. <laughs> it's something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm here to help you in any way that I can. That's what it is. Right. Do you believe that, Danny, right? I'm here to help you in any way that I can. Right. Anyway, I feel like that's what somebody's saying to me. <laughs> right. Uh, and they want me to believe that they're here to help me in any way that I can. Right. Or any way that they can. Right. Yes. Two things. That's true. And number two, they, um, you're giving them way too much credit. <laughs> so, I know. No, which I appreciate. To, to, because Jack Nicholson is trying to manipulate that I, situation and, and, and this, you're giving these people way too much no, credit. No, I know. But that's what they're saying to me, huh? <laughs> that's what they think they're... I, I know we had that conversation. They're idiots. I know. So, um, I know. But that's what they're saying, and I think that's funny. That's what they're trying to say. Yeah. And so I'm going to give it back. But right. I know. No, that, that's what they're trying to say, and um, you're giving them way too much credit. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Anyway, that's my quote. All right. Yeah, what's yours? I'm breaking the rules. And oh, tell me. I'm not doing a few good men quote. My quote is fuck off. <laughs> so this has become a thing in succession, the dismissive fuck off. It's, it's, it's like a, mm-hmm. it, it's a great way to dismiss people. It's, and the way they do it in succession is appro- appropriate. Right. And, it, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I've, no, I feel like the, we've been watching The Great and they do it in Nacho too. Oh, oh they do. In a do. very dismissive way. So my quote comes into my head a lot, fuck off. And, and to me, it's not in a dismissive way. It's just like, I'm, just leave me alone. I know. You know, it's like, so it's not dismissive in my, it's dismissive on the shows for sure. Yeah. It's like, fuck off yeah but for me it's just like for me it's an i give up mm. yeah so that's what i would like mm. to say fuck off not in a dismissive way but just yeah. leave me alone yeah, yeah i'm yeah. done yeah so no yeah well number one you don't tend to be a rebel so huzzah <laughs> to you for being a rebel huzzah. And i like that huzzah and then we need to smash a glass <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, let's expand the universe a little bit. And um, I like leaving it open to that. Yeah. Whatever is kind of like our quote. Because maybe that's a good point, too. Because you're right. Sometimes I just have weeks where these quotes are just like popping in my head. And so. Yeah, that one's coming in my head a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. And not in, a, not in a dismissive way. Because I would love to have the power. I know. To say, fuck off. I know. And they fuck off. I know. But to me, it's just like, for me, in, in whatever positions that I have, it's just like, I give up. Just leave me alone. No, I know. Fuck off. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, in succession and in the great, they're using it as expressions of power. Like, yeah. For me, it's just like, like it's, a, it's a white flag. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's your white flag. That's my white flag. <laughs> All right. I I would be at the Battle of Gettysburg. I would walk out of the trench and say "fuck off," and that's my surrender. Yeah. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> 
Actually, I like that too because, like, um, like in the great where um, when uh, um, Catherine's mom comes mm-hmm. and she's like, "What does that mean?" and she says it means a lot of things depending on the mm. context, and so that is again ap- apropos. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we're off to an amazing start. <laughs> Sixteen minutes of gold. <laughs> Pure, pure gold. So, <laughs> so this week's episode, we're going to talk about also like a way to like, anyway, get to where we're going. Um, we're going to talk about, we didn't get a real a new episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, and so we did watch the special on Hulu about Jen Shaw's um, case. Yes. So we're going to talk a little about that and then just kind of some Bravo stuff in general. Because we are, even though we've only been talking about Salt Lake, like, we're very well-versed in the Bravo universe. Um, and so we're just going to talk about some Bravo stuff in general. And then we're, we watched the most recent episode of Succession. So yes, that's our roadmap, y'all, for the show yes. today, for our, our, our podcast today. So ta- start off with, uh, I guess, Jen Shaw. And in the last couple of days, like, a bunch of stuff has happened legally. Mm-hmm. Um, her trial has officially been set um, for March 22nd, I believe. And then, um, and earlier the day that the trial was set, her attorneys um, put together a letter um, requesting the judge to grant them to submit a a motion to dismiss because of the Hulu special. Mm -hmm. Because there were these agents that were interviewed. um, And in... Um, true form of my excellent lawyering. I have not read the letter in full. <laughs> I just skimmed the tweet that it was attached to. <laughs> no, I read the tweet. I skimmed the letter. <laughs> right. Anyway, and so, and actually, no, I did look at the letter because we were wondering what the letter actually said. So I did skip to the part of the letter where it was relief. It wasn't a motion. It was just a letter. Yeah. Was and was it addressed? Cool. I think it was addressed to the court. Yeah, because they're asking the court for relief. Anyway. What the? Okay. No, I know. Anyway, so... Um, you and I talked a little bit about this already, like whether or not these agents were actually agents on the case. You rewatched it. So were they like, did they, they said we, right? Yeah. To me, it's very, this is very unclear to me because there were, to me, there was a lot of context that these agents were providing. Yeah. So they had this initial case of a person who was caught in some sort of drug trafficking scheme. Yep. And he was also involved in a telemarketing scheme um, where they would generate... They, they would basically, I guess, gather data on vulnerable people and then target them right. for um, selling... Thing, selling them goods or services that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, so to me, those agents were clearly involved in that case. How that led them to, mm. yeah. So I, Jen Shaw did not seem to have any connection to that initial case um, with this drug trafficker and the New York, New Jersey sales floors. But that somehow led them to these other um, schemes in the West. I don't know how it, it went from, oh, there's this guy running these 
sales floors in New York, New Jersey, and then oh look, there's these other ones in in Nevada, Arizona, and Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the connection how one led to the other, mm. and also saying like we did this and we did that well does that mean like we literally or we the royal we mm. the southern district of new york with thousands of employees you yeah know? so yeah um I, I i i don't know what the involvement individually of these people's uh, these people is no that's a great point um gosh i have a few thoughts the first one is the I don't love the production value on the special. We watched it's, it says it's ABC News, but um and it's the same producers or editors or whatever they are that did the one for Erica Jane. And I would describe the tone and the um uh reporting style is very like tabloid-esque like it's not really structured to inform Mm -hmm. it's really to entertain it's to entertain right and so it's and not that we watch 60 minutes so i don't but it's not 60 minutes right as far as like the the level of journalism that i think has gone into this and um i have a few reasons to support that but i'm just saying the overall structure of it is not high level journalism Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, like we're talking about a reality star, but even still like there. And so I guess that's the thing too. Like they're trying to cater to a certain audience, I guess. I don't know. Right. It's very manipulative. I said this about the Erica Jane one too. Like it was very manipulative. Um, I don't, I didn't feel as manipulated by this one. Um, I felt very manipulated by the other one. Maybe it's because actually, maybe it wasn't manipulation. It's just those victims were, not all the victims are mistreated in this, but mm. in all these situations. Anyway. So I'll say that, first of all, we're like, we're not talking about high level journalism. And I was just trying to do a comparison, right? Between like, if you go up to the newsstand and like, it's obviously not New York Times or like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like another, anyway, or even like our local newspaper, it's probably more like USA Today. Right. So it's trying to be like kind of flashy and like fun to look at. And like, there's some fact checking in there, but it's just not high level journalism. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So what you're saying about these Asians that are related, it's consistent with the victims they interviewed for that too. Cause none of these victims were actual victims in the Jen Shaw case either. It, they were just used as like a way to illustrate the type of fraud that Jen's being accused of. Right. Some of them were, I, I mean, there was there, I, I, I can think of one victim who didn't seem to have any connection to Jen Shaw's particular case. There was another victim who oh, that's right. was a victim in a different defendant's case, but that defendant did have some connection to Jen Shaw. So whether they were co-conspirators, I, I don't know. Um, um, yeah. But you're, but you're right. Well, no, there was one that had that had bought something from a company that Jen Shaw allegedly owned. Yeah, right. you're, you're right. The, the victim at the end, right. yeah, like she just wasn't, in, she's not part of the case. But you're right, the woman with the blankets, she, that her, she was an example of what type of fraud this is. No, well, the, to me, she was the one that might be connected to that, to Jen Shaw's case, because I think she 
bought something from that. No, no, no. The one there, there were three. Um, there was the teacher. There was the blankets, and there was the really old lady. To me, the the really old lady did not have anything to do with Jen Shaw specifically. I didn't see any connection other than this was a similar type of fraud. The blankets one, that seemed to be one where there was a connection because this a person's name came up in the Jen Shaw case. And then I think you're right. And then the last one was a person had actually purchased something from a company that Jen Shaw had formed. Yeah. Right? I, I remember the last one for sure. I didn't verify the blanket thing. I'm saying the blanket thing because I saw that on social media. Uh, so I saw on Twitter that somebody clarified that Penny is her name. Right. Wasn't actually one of the victims because people have been really like on social media have been really feeling really bad for her. And so I've been working together to actually buy some of those blankets from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so I wanted to go back and see how they represented her in the special, but yeah, like this, this social, this uh, on Twitter, that's what I saw. So I haven't verified any of this. That's why, but by you watching it helps me like refresh my memory. So I think I think we agree though that how closely they're related to this case is tenuous at best. It's possible, and 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 that's a good point about the blanket um, person because th- that's the one I remember. There was a person named in that case who had some some sort of connection to Jen Shaw. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't direct for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the very last one, the teacher yeah. definitely bought something from right. the company. And I remember that just that she's right. not in the case. She's not listed as one of the victims in the immediate case. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so yeah, so everything's very just like, it's not, not everything. And then my other, I guess my other supporting analysis for why this is not great journalism is this reliance on Dana Wilkie, like, again. <laughs> like, and I tweeted this out, actually, because I was so annoyed. Like, if this was real journalism, the I think they would be more... What did I... I tweet. I tweeted something like, they should be more transparent about who she is. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what her subtitle is or how they describe her, but the bullshit like she's saying about these women is exactly what she was pursuing because she was a friend on Beverly Hills. She absolutely, by being a friend on a real housewives franchise, you want to be a housewife. Mm -hmm. You're trying out. And she is notorious for when she did appear on Beverly Hills talking about her $25,000 sunglasses. And that's how she's remembered Mm -hmm. is being made fun of for like the how many times she said oh these glasses cost $25,000 these glasses cost $25,000 yeah so I just think they're being disingenuous by not showing us the I just think that would be the best journalism right tell us like who your sources are but relying on her to retell us what's happening in both of these specials I just think like it's just garbage Mm -hmm. that's just trash tv right and I just don't like that and like, yeah, if she's the one that, like, found Jen's LinkedIn page, which is super interesting. Like, what that tells me is she's a fucking troll. And so, 
Yeah, thanks, Dana. And whatever your podcast is that you're still like, you know, going, I don't know. I just, that bugs me. And so to me, that's just not great journalism either because that's just not a reliable, right. I don't know. Right. Because I, the thing, I like I like the other people they got on this one. I like those, those, those podcasters from the two women who are attorneys who have a podcast. Um, they got Brian Moylan, like who's a legit... Like, he does, like, legit analysis on the regular about the housewives. He has a book. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the fans and getting their takes is, like, whatever. But Dana is just... I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, and I just... It's not good journalism. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I don't know. It, it, I, I guess she's definitely there to provide context for how the housewives works. But they're not representing her that way. She doesn't, like, they're not saying, like, having been on the show, like, she's she's judging them and she's talking. Like, they don't, they should explain that. We know that. They should explain it. They did the same thing with the Erica Jane thing where they had on Danielle. Right. I don't know. Telling us what's happening. I just think that's a weird, I get it, like, you need someone to tell the story, but... And with Danielle, I don't know if Danielle was even a housewife either. I can't remember, or if she was just a friend too. Yeah. I don't know if she was ever a cast member. Right. I don't. They're just not introducing them that way. They're. I mean, as fans, we know that, but now I feel like Dana's trying to hold herself out with some sort of expert. I don't know. Yeah. It's annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that'd be the issue: expert on what? So. Yeah, and maybe then you're already down like a rabbit hole because it's like we're talking about the housewives, so. <laughs> Is that really a subject matter to be an expert on? Ugh. It could be. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, and then going back to them, the attorneys requesting, they requested this. Because they were concerned about the agents in the, in the show. Right. And th- that was a very strange... I don't know what the heck this letter was because it's not, so my recollection is that it's on, it's on, it's not, yeah, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not um, formatted as a motion to the Mm -hmm. court, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a motion to dismiss to the court. Mm -hmm. It's not formatted as a motion to dismiss. It's on letterhead, Mm -hmm. like law firm letterhead. Mm but they're also addressing it to the court. I, I, I know. This is this is bizarre to me. It, it, it's a public relations document. I, yeah. And not a legal document. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm thoroughly confused by having a document on letterhead, on law firm letterhead. Yeah. It's addressed to the court? I'm pretty sure... A, a letter, you, you don't, you, you address the court through motions. You right. don't address the court through letters. Right. And then you especially don't address the court by letters posted on Twitter. Right. You know, uh, did they file this with the court? Oh, that's like, a good question. What the, what the heck, what the hell is this thing? Yeah, that's a good question. It, it, it's, it's, it's written on letterhead. It's written as a letter, yeah, with some maybe legal analysis, right? 
So posted on Twitter. Well, I don't know. Where, I don't know. Where, I mean, or people were sharing it on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was probably it was submitted somewhere. Yeah, but but it's not formatted as a motion no. to the court. No. This is a bizarre document to me. I, yeah. I don't know what this is. So it's more like a press release. Yeah, a really <laughs> long press release. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, do, I, I guess I'm, I'm struggling to understand what this is and what they're arguing and asking for. Yeah. I mean, offline, <laughs> um, you said it was, you suggested this was just a publicity stunt. I don't know if you used that word, but that's what I heard. And I'm like, I think that makes sense. This was just like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a public relations document. I mean, did, did, did they? This, this, the, the formatting of this document is not something that's filed with the court. Mm-hmm. Did they file something with the court? Mm-hmm. Or what, what is this thing? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a public relations document for sure. Yeah. Um, but what is this thing? Yeah. And, and what is their argument? I, I don't, yeah. I, 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 I don't understand this, this, this document. No, no, it's weird. And I, I mean, I, I don't under, I mean, I guess I, sus- I guess I suspect that there must've been something that they were foreclosed from filing a motion. There must've, I, that's what I wondered. My thought is if they haven't filed a motion, it's because they have no grounds to file a motion. Oh, that's interesting. Like you can get sanctioned mm-hmm. for filing a baseless yeah, motion. Yeah, that's what it is. And so... Like, do they yeah. think that they're, they have no legal grounds mm. to file a motion, but they want to make a stink? Yeah. So it's like a way to like pre, like test the waters. Hey judge, if we filed this, would we get sanctioned? <laughs> or, or not even, even more cynical than that, that they have no grounds to actually ask the court for anything, but they want to put out there that they think this is wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. The, uh, I, I don't know what this thing is. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's definitely a, a public relations thing, yeah. but, um, I don't, uh, yeah, it's, it, it would be interesting to see if anything, has been filed or will be filed on this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. They got a response letter. I haven't had a chance to res- to see it yet. I don't know who where I think it came from. Uh, I can't remember it came from. But anyway, I have to look at that letter too. There was a response to the letter. So uh, from who? That's what I'm trying to remember. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I think I think it was it might have been it might have been the court in New York. No, maybe not the court. Maybe, I don't know if it was the D I don't know. I saw a response, and so I didn't have a chance to go back and look it up. So okay. I'll go back and look it up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it was from, like, a law enforcement entity. I don't know if it was from, like, the DA's office or somebody in response to that. So okay. I okay. think I'll have to look at it. Okay. okay. Maybe. I don't know. you have to look at it. But there was some sort of response letter then also shared. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to look. But, which suggested that, yeah, this is not going anywhere. Right. Well, these documents are not filed with the court. Right. I, I mean, so so as far as we know, the court 
the court does not have in front of it a motion to dismiss the case for some sort of improper conduct on the part of the prosecution. Right. As far as we know, there's no such thing before the court. So they're fighting it out in the media. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I don't know what the public relations game would be that. Uh, well, and maybe it's it's part of Jen Shaw's theory that she's being um, treated unfairly by the prosecutors mm-hmm. because she's trying to make that case like. Oh, that look how awful they were to, when they executed the search warrant. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're you know look how awful they are by appearing in the special. Like I, she's trying to she's trying to make herself the victim somehow mm-hmm. of this of an overreaching um, uh, prosecutorial agency. Right is 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 that the theme here that like I'm the victim of an over of an overreaching. Um, uh, prosecutor right um, i don't know yeah so yeah no you're right it definitely like, tracks with the what they're trying to set up yeah 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 i want to see i mean yeah i want to see i'll just see yeah so yeah um then well and actually what you as you were just talking about that just made me think about what we so we just got got the trailer for the second half of the season um, and we see her talking to Shaw and like, like I did nothing wrong and blah, blah, blah. They're coming after me. So yeah, just part of yeah. the whole like theme. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's the theme she's trying to set up that she's being persecuted by, um, she's being prosecuted unfairly yeah. by, um, overzealous prosecutors. Um, yeah, that might be her theme. Um, that was interesting in the special, her defenses that she was just providing um, names and saying, like, I'm just giving you names. I don't know I what know. you're doing with them. I, know. I don't know. I, I mean, there is some suggestion that companies that she was involved with were actually trying to sell um things that didn't exist yeah you know um and yeah. Stewart pled guilty i think one of the charges he pled guilty to was wire fraud right yeah and that they knew what they were doing they knew who they were selling they knew and that says and i did read the indictment the indictment does say that they knew not only did they gather these names they knew that these businesses what these businesses were going to do with the names and who they were targeting oh yeah and that was what Stewart pled to. His, I mean, he pled that that he knowingly. I mean, he pled to all those charge, a lot of those charges, if not all of them. That yeah, like they knew that these, and I think the fraud. That's part of the fraud is like they knew that the businesses they were selling the names to did not have legitimate products. Got it. Yeah, I think that's what I remember reading in the indictment was that they knew they were being accused. That's why there's, this is so bad. It's not just they can claim ignorance that we didn't know yeah. who, the, we just were collecting names and they're like, yeah, no, you knew exactly what was going to happen and you got kickbacks because that's what they explained too in the special and that's in the indictment I think as well that that's how come they had to know what they were selling, what they, what they were selling their, the companies that they were selling the names to was because the company promised them kickbacks if these people actually subscribed to these services that did not exist. Yeah, that's 
pretty damning. Yeah. If he, I mean, if he admitted those charges that they, so so to me, the defenses are we're just providing leads and we don't know what exactly going to do with them. Yep. Um, and we we had no further involvement. Well, that undercuts both of those. Like, yeah, we're part of this scheme because we're providing the the names yep. and we're getting money from it. Yep. So that's pretty damning. Yeah. And, admissions. and he pled guilty to the money laundering that they, he knowingly took cash that, and then put it somewhere else to help. Mm-hmm. He pled to that too. Okay. So no, he pled to everything, and so it's bad. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, really? Anyway, yeah. So and that's the thing. All this stuff was filmed. Everything we're talking about still filmed before this this plea came out. So right, 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 right. No, it's bad. Yeah. That's why. I mean, the the trial said, but we'll see. Like, ugh. I mean, she. I don't know. That's yeah. bad. I don't know. I mean. She might fight it, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, based on the trailer, it looks like Lisa and Meredith are falling apart. Yeah, I don't know if you got that. Yes, I'm super excited. It looked like there was yelling, lots of yelling. I don't know who's yelling at who, but I think I saw Meredith yelling at Lisa and Lisa yelling at Meredith. I know. So. And then, oh my gosh, that clip of Mary, like, talking to Jen and, like, saying, like, I'm praying that you're guilty. I mean, not guilty. <laughs> and Jen's like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I had yeah, to watch that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's rich. Mary and her fraud. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So anyway, um, the other thing I was going to mention to you was that um, Teddy from Beverly Hills and Tamara from OC apparently have a podcast together. And it's called Two T's in a Pod. Okay. Whatever. I'm like, could the, I, whatever. How Anyway, they could not be more irrelevant, especially Teddy. Right. And you're going to do a podcast? Excuse me. Yeah, we're going to do a podcast? Whatever. Anyway, so lame. And, like, I got to show you the cover photo they put together. Because it's supposed to be, like, they, it's like they obviously photoshopped it. And it could not be, like, more janky of, like, they're supposed to be right in a pod. We've got the two T's in the pod. I'm like, could we have actually, like, d- taken a photo together to show you were actually in the pod? But, yeah, and it's the stupidest picture because, like, Tamara is, like, out of perspective of Teddy and they've just tried to smoosh them together. So it looks like they're supposed they're supposed to be sitting together. But, like, you can just tell, like, like it's almost like Tamara. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Wow. Also, whatever, Teddy. Like, nobody cares. Yeah. She's, so. she's been gone for a while. Yeah. Is Tamara still around, though? No. She's gone. No, she's not. No, and so there was drama there too because OC's back. Right. I was gonna ask you about that too. So AC, OC premiered this week and we haven't watched it yet, but Heather's back. Right. So I don't know what your thoughts are about that. I don't think I'm looking forward to having Heather back. I don't think it's gonna go well. Because she doesn't get along with people? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, I mean, we weren't there with her from the beginning. We didn't start OC from the beginning, but just that I just don't know if she. Like, I saw her, like, being concerned about some of the women. I'm like, you know what you're signing up for. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I just feel like she left on terms of, like, 
she wanted kind of her life back. And so right. I think to come back into this, I'm like, what did you think you were going to get into? I just think it's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it seemed like she was, uh, a popular character for the show. Like she always had some sort of, um, it, it, it it seemed like people who watched the show, you know, at least had feelings about her, good or bad. Yeah. Um, And that she always seemed to do her job on the show. Yeah, and her and Terry. Yeah, because Terry clearly like, oh, that's why she's back. Terry. Oh, I remember. I think I heard that on a podcast. Like, their analysis a long time ago was that Terry liked the show. Mm. Oh, maybe she's back for Terry. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> he loves being on TV. Apparently, because he had his own show. Yeah, he did with uh, ex... Um, what was her name? Oh, I can't remember. Because he was the, the, ex-wife, the ex-husband of a housewife, too. Yeah. Yeah, because... Maloof. Right. Because um, Heather's husband is a plastic surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. And he had a... A show where they botched. fixed, yeah, yeah, they basically fixed botched mm-hmm. plastic surgeries, mm-hmm. and so he had his own reality show mm-hmm. of fixing botched plastic surgeries, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so maybe that's our drinking game. We'll have to, when we sit down and watch, we're like, How many times do we see Terry? and that's how we'll yeah. know. Well, that's how we'll know this is about Terry, right? That's about that's a good Terry, test. that's a good test. <laughs> that's about Terry, yeah. um. Anyway, to your question about Tamara, because then the other thing that happened, I don't know if it's in the show. We'll have to see when we actually get to the episode. But, oh no, I think it was an interview. Yeah, so somebody asked Shannon, oh, of course you're still friends with Tamara, right? And she's like, no. Like, she, and so she said something really shitty about Tamara. Mm-hmm. And so then Tamara, then on social media, I don't know if it was on Instagram, I think it was on Instagram, like she said something like, is your shit jealous of your asshole or something? because she was like talking about what a good friend she was to shannon and how quickly like shannon's turned on her and blah 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 and so but that's how it starts i had to read it a couple times i'm like wait what and it's something like either either the assholes no i think the shit is jealous of your asshole and so i'm just like okay wow classy as always i know Um, orange county I know. So anyway, um, also there were so many like uh, memes um, of uh, Kelly making fun of Kelly, like watching the show because Kelly's been like actively like responding to the premiere and everything. Um, And so there were tons of and I can't think of like one right now, but like somebody like somebody who has FOMO, right, that wants to be included. And so Mm -hmm. like different, you know. Um, memes making fun of um, Kelly watching the show and wishing she was on it again. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So anyway. she's not on the show anymore. <gasps> oh no, Kelly died. Oh yeah, she got fired. Oh yeah, like all of her issues because well, she married the guy from Fox, right? And then like she, I mean, we saw that interview with her, right? She had a lot of issues. That I mean, yeah, and so yeah, they just, just I mean, hmm. yeah. So she got fired. Oh wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I would have kept her on. She seemed to be good TV. I, that's what I say. Yeah. But people have disagreed. Clearly. Wow. Well, I guess even if she could, she's good TV, maybe they just didn't want to deal with her anymore. Yeah, well, and I think it's, I think it's the cancel stuff, you know, like, 
enough people are upset that she crossed too much of a line, so she should get, you know... W- w- refresh my memory, which... She, I know she's very... She... She has said very non-politically correct things, but which one is I think, the bad I think one? It'd be all, I think it would be all of them. <laughs> no, I think it would, I can't think of anything. There was some... I remember a hat. There was something, and I think was like, it was a play on words with Black Lives Matter. Oh. And, yeah, I can't remember now. Okay. I think, I think it was just constant. And I think, like, her lack of, I mean, she was perceived as not taking accountability, I think. Right. And so, right. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I I always, whenever I've talked to my friend about it, I've always said that whatever Ramona has done is far worse than what oh, any... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and yet, I don't think Ramona's been canceled yet, so... And yeah. so, that was always my argument. Like, if you cancel Kelly, you have to cancel Ramona. Yeah. I, so... I agree. I um, agree. If that's the threshold. Yeah. So... I agree. Anyway. I agree. Yeah. But no Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll have, to, we'll have to check it out. I think I, that's why I think the people coming back. I think are uh, Gina, um, Emily, Shannon. Um, I'll have to see who else. Because yeah. Bronwyn's gone, Kelly's gone, Vicky's gone, Heather's back. Yeah, this sounds terrible. <laughs> no, seriously, those. That I love terrible. Emily and Gina. But for TV? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. OC has a different vibe to it for sure. I, it's definitely, to me, I'm, I, I, you know, it has a different vibe. So it's, it's not, I would say something not on my top of the franchises, but anyway. Yeah, those are not, that's not a great cast. No, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll take a quick, quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about succession. And okay. uh, out of, like, how depressing. Right. Are we going to kill ourselves at the end of this? Or? Uh, well, I, that's the question. What does Kendall mean when he says, I wish? He doesn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see. Should All we right. Continue? We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. I mean, we, it was so hard for us to even, like, not talk about it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, succession. Right. Kendall's birthday party. Right. Go ahead. No, so so Kendall's birthday party. Um, what what was it? Your you, when he says I wish, and she and Naomi's like, what? You wish what? Yeah, I guess there are a couple of things there. Um, the first one is Kendall is very lost. He does not know what he wants. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. He wouldn't know what to wish for. Um, the other thing is you frequently get shots of Kendall at a very high story of a building looking down. So, yeah, I, I so like he wants to jump. Yep. So, yep. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's where I was going. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what, and that was the conversation on social media, like what he was going to say. And I'm like, right. he's, he was about to say, I wish I was dead. Yeah. Interesting. That's what yeah. I thought. No, I, I, I think that's... 
And no. your connection to him staying on the ledge, oh my, that's brilliant. I totally forgot about that. That's brilliant. That's so insightful. Well, I, I think in a lot of scenes, he, he's always on a no, ledge looking since down. since season one. Yeah, you're right. You know, he's, he's always standing on a high ledge looking, and he, he always looks down. Yeah. Um, especially in, this, in the end of this episode, he's looking down, like, really depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, doesn't he say, I wish... Does he say something about home? Well, yeah, because then she, because he stops, then she's right. like, and then no, and oh, he it, completes he, it. But is that what he really meant to say? But but it also is what is home to him. He doesn't have a home. I know. And, and to me, that's what he was saying is like, he he wants to go home, but he doesn't have a home. I agree. To go home, to go back to. Yeah, I agree. And so, um, or, yeah, so. Yeah, it, to 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 me, he did complete his thought that he wish, he wishes he could go home, but he doesn't have that. Yeah. So. Yeah, which would it would be consistent too with him looking for that gift from his kids. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, but um, so I had a couple thoughts. Um, actually, let's let's do our connections to Bravo first. Um, so my first is, um, when he's got, when he's on the balcony and he's like, um, doing the final touches with like checking in with like the, um, getting ready for his birthday party. Um, and I just realized, I think there's a lot of similarities between him and Jen Shaw. Hmm. Like he's got these people who are around him. They're not his friends. Right. Right. He's paying them. Um, and so it just reminded me of the Shaw squad, like having Hmm. those people, they're like, they're his hype men. Right. And so it just reminded me of, like, it just made me think about that, like, that um, him having his people around, those people around is like the Shaw Squad, right? They're there to be like, yeah, we're here to have fun with you, but, like, we're, you're also on your payroll. Right. Um, and that's why I think it's so interesting about her and the, her Shaw Squad. I'm like, you're paying these people, but you're acting like they're your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, too, about how he, his, like, um, like, his crazy demands and everything that he wants and then, like, getting upset at people, um, not to the same degree, but just reminding me of that video with Jen, like, making those demands of her staff that we saw, you know. And I'm like, wow, that's what she's like. Again, like, you know, like, she, like she'll, they're her friends, but also her employees. And so, right. and then, like, has these, like, crazy demands for stuff. So, right. Um, anyway, so I thought about that. And then we, we, we both were talking about... Um, when uh, is Alexander, yeah, Alexander Sarsgaard or Skarsgård, whatever. Yeah. Um, he asked for what does he say? Pussy, pasta, and privacy. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, and then Kendall turns to the the his dealer basically, right. and says, "Get what we need." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, pasta is coke." Right. And it's not about the pasta. It's for Vanderpump Rules. It's always about the pasta, apparently. <laughs> So basically, he wanted to have sex, have cocaine. What was the third thing? Privacy. Uh, yeah, he wanted he wanted to have privacy so he could have sex yeah. and have cocaine. Yep. So, so anyway, yeah. so I mean, and I mean, when that whole thing happened with the, it's not about the pasta. They said that, and I don't know if that was actually how it was talked about. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know which which pasta came first. You know what I mean? Like, is is that did did Vanderpump create pasta as slang, or was pasta already slang for Coke? It had to have already been. I mean, I know. Yeah, we just they didn't make that up. No, just, I know. They 
popularized but, it, I guess. But wouldn't it be fun to think that the creator of a succession watches The Housewives and Bravo and maybe not The Housewives, it watches Bravo and got inspired to like mention pasta. I'm just saying. Maybe, but maybe, but it, ha- it had to have already been out there. Yeah. If, if the Vanderpump kids were saying it, it had I, to that, have already been out there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Actually, you're right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was it was about the pasta. It's always about the pasta. <laughs> um, it's, it's not <laughs> never about the pasta. It's always about the pasta. <laughs> um, anyway, and then my other thought, just to compare it to something else, where we go like back to the actual episode, was how much like Kendall's just like this midlife crisis birthday party reminded me of another show we're watching, the the Shrink Next Door. Mm. Just reminded me of Will Ferrell's character having the bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah? Bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. For mitzvah. boys, bar mitzvah. Thank you. I can't yeah. remember. Um, and you think he's 40 as well. Or something yes. like that. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. And that, and that, and well, and, and I guess to like really like uh, drive the comparison home that the people who you're, your family and the people you're really closest to are not included in either one of those events. Right. So I was right. just thinking about like how Rava is there, but she's not really there. And she mentions the kids. And so here is Kendall, like, not spending birthday with his siblings and his wife and his ex-wife and his kids. Just like how Will Ferrell's character is not spending his birthdays usually with his sister and his nephews and nieces and stuff. And so with this, you know, anyway. So anyway, I just, I know it's not exactly the same, but just made me think of, like, oh, interesting how we were seeing these two different 40-year-old birthday parties. and Right, right. And and that's an interesting, I think there's a compare and contrast there because mm-hmm. I think you're right that they're both having these events without their, I, I mean, I think they're both having crises. Yeah. Crises. Crises. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and so they have these events to help them deal with that. Yeah. Um, and, and their families are not involved. Yeah. Like, to me, Kendall is coming from a very lonely place. Very. In that his family, he has no connection there. And to me, this is the interesting comparison. Kendall has no connection with his family. Mm -hmm. I think he wants that. Um, Desperately. Desperately wants that. To me, the 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 moments that he's that, that are striking to me is, you know, he sees his ex wife, he hears about um, the kids giving him a present, he desperately wants his siblings there to be there for him and not to strike, you know, he realizes his siblings are there because they want to make a business deal with someone rather than to celebrate his birthday, mm-hmm. um, and so he's estranged. From his family, the Will Ferrell character is strange as himself from his family at right. this event. Like his sister and his sister desperately wants to be there. Right, you know, is trying to, in my mind, trying to protect him from, um, or, or at least he's he's close to his sister and he moves away from her mm-hmm. um, rather than not having her close. And wanting her to be close, he's disconnecting. Mm-hmm. He's making a choice to disconnect himself mm-hmm. from that family. And Kendall desperately wants that connection. Right. So, no, that's interesting you, that you have these two um, events 
where the families are not involved, but there, I think there are different reasons. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, for right. sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. No, and I think there's so many things with Kendall, like, uh, constantly looking for that connection, that meaning. Because that, I mean, Jeremy Strong's performance is just, it has to be super nuanced. And so, because when he sees Shiv and Roman show up, like, there is this flash of, like, oh, they came to my party. Right. He's also a dick, you know? Cause and and maybe like he thought like he was like trying to, he really thought he was being funny with the slipping connection by doing those, those like faux like you know new stories and stuff. But I'm like holy shit like this isn't helping. No. But I'm like he really does think it's funny, you know. And then when he again like throughout the episode like desperately trying to make this connection and the meaning that he wants for things because then he gets that gift from Naomi, and he's like, well, is there at least an inscription on it? Because then he he just he wants that meaning. Right. You know. Right. Um, which I just think is so interesting. And she clearly, I, I think, loves him mm-hmm. and cares about him. So that's interesting to see. But yeah, no, his, his the different things where he's looking for that connection. And um, and I didn't have the thought until after we were done watching that um, that the gift that the dad sends with Roman taking credit for it is a is the final like nail in the coffin of like, it's not just being bought out of the company. It's being kicked out of the family. Yeah. Because the dad's saying like, you know, to Shiv, like, are you part of this family or not? And he's telling Kendall, you're not a part of this family anymore. Yeah. By buying him out. And that is, you know, again, the meaning, it's not just that, you know, it's like if, if he does that, then he really is out of the family, which he doesn't want. He doesn't really want that. So. Right. Right. No, and and I think that's a good point that that is a symbolic like we're kicking you out mm-hmm. of of the family, but it also would provide him freedom to be with this new with with his family, you yeah. know, because if if he could rid himself, yeah, that's true. He, he, I think the offer was we will pay you two billion dollars. He could take $2 billion and not have to deal with that company and that family and focus on his kids. Um, Naomi, because I think Naomi says, like, that's, you know, you could basically do what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's really interesting that he's being kicked out of that family. But yeah. that would also provide him the opportunity to no. maybe find some happiness. No, that's true. And connection with... Um, people that he cares about and they care about him. Which he clearly sees, but it's why he mentions it to Rava. Right. No, that's a good point. Yeah, right. that's a good point. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I I guess, like, I know I've said, like, Shiv's an idiot, but overall, like, I, you know, I've gone back and forth with a lot of the characters as far as, like, just seeing some of their different, I mean, they're all horrible, mostly, but they're still very human. Um, but this last development with Roman is disgusting mm-hmm. um, and really upsetting. And it, it, I didn't find anything charming about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me like really not like him. Um, and also like where, anyway, just what the, I mean, what the father I think has done to like really pit these kids against each other. Mm-hmm. But this just seemed like a, a really, like a, a, like a low, low for him. Right, right. Yeah, because well, I I think he um. He's a younger brother, 
Is he the youngest or is he's he's the, the baby? Oh, is he the I baby? He's the baby. I, I, I just can't remember whether he's the youngest or she's the youngest. That's a good point. I'm not sure. But he's younger. He's the youngest brother for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he, um, uh, thinks he's going to impress his dad and is really high on that accomplishment. That's what I, I mean. I think he's beat, I, I, he thinks he's beaten his older siblings. Which shows how much of a priority that was. Yeah, absolutely. And the meaning, I guess not a priority, but how much meaning there is there. To being dad's favorite. Yes. Yeah. But then, like, what you do with that is pretty disgusting. Yeah, yeah right, right. I, I, I mean, I think he's... Yeah. I, I, to, to me, it's, it's... He's like, I... I and, we'll, and we'll see what happens in the, in the future episodes because it sounds like this may not go well. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Yeah, um, but he's done some things that I think are pretty unforgivable. Yeah, to the other kids, for sure. Right, right. Um, but he thinks, he thinks he's won. He, he thinks he has um, um, succeeded where his siblings couldn't. Right. And in, in this moment. And no, I know. Right, the reaction is... The reaction is like I, I, I win. Fuck you! And, I mean, he turns right. into a true monster, right? I, that yeah. I don't know if we've really seen this from the other siblings, even when they thought they had a leg up on each other. Because right. even like Shiv's like you know press release about Kendall, like that was upsetting, but it still looks like Kendall was like, well, we, you know, he even makes a joke about it, you right. know, but he's he still is like really excited to see her. This. Like, his behavior... He was a monster. Right. Roman's a monster. Right. It's not even just gloating. Right. It's, like, really relishing and, like, causing pain. But causing pain in other, for other people and then relishing in it. Right. In a way that... I don't know if we've seen that from the other siblings when whenever they thought they were, like, the lead. The one, the one that was winning. Right. 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 I... Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. Uh, I I mean I I mean Greg has his flaws, but I still he think he's the most redeemable of everybody. Right, because he's also um the, the least powerful. I know. Of them all. Well, and so. and never has that been more clear. I think than when he's upset at Kendall and he goes to those pictures. Right. And he doesn't like really punch them. He just like. Pushes them really hard. Right, 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 right. He doesn't even really try and break them. He just like he, he just starts touching them like a really hard poke. Right. That's how he's gonna stick it to Kendall. Right, right. Actually, and, and as I say that, just actually that's interesting. What I just said about Roman, what Kendall did to Greg was pretty shitty. Ashley's pretty shitty. Um, you know, trying to tell him that he can't ask Comfrey. Also, what kind of name is Comfrey? Right. Um. Yeah, because that's interesting. Because to Greg, Kendall can be pretty... And we've seen Kendall be pretty awful, too. But the look on his face when he's talking to Greg is just is not nice either. Right, right. So... Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't know. I, I mean, you know, like I said, Roman is the... He's definitely the youngest brother. I don't know if he's the youngest sibling, but... I don't know if there's something there about maybe 
feeling like you've been shit on all the time. And yeah. This is your moment, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, and then um, one of the things we've talked about, too, is everybody, like, just looking out for themselves. And I just love that no one is exempt from this, including, um, I was going to call him Cameron. What's the, uh, Connor. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of his character's name in Ferris Bueller. Um, <laughs> but Connor's wife, or, yeah, I think she, well, they say partner. But when they go through the, the vagina and realize what they're in, and I, I, and I've seen the episode twice now, I'm like, I love this. It's just like, oh, wow, you know, you're not any better. When she was like, oh, installation theater. I could have helped with this, but whatever, or something like that. I'm like, oh my God. Like, they all know how to make it all about them. I'm like, what the hell with you people? Gosh. I could have been consulted. I could have helped with this. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, never mind. I'm like, you absolutely belong in this family. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, anyway, so depressing. I was so upset I watched the first time and the second time, I'm just like, (laughs) right. So awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. So, yeah. So, I'm trying to think, was there anything else? That struck stuck out to you? No. Shiv's dancing out the demons. Yeah. I was on the nose. Yeah. I know. Do you really think she was upset about Tom not going to prison? Because, like, he wants to divorce her and she won't let him go. But now it's like... Uh, I don't know. I guess that's that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think she's not... She didn't want him she's to have not, to go. Right. I, 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 guess I, I guess I would say she has complicated feelings about that. She's not... She's not not upset. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I... I, I I guess I I'm not sure why, she, because I I don't think she loves him. Oh, for honest. sure, no. And so I don't know why she wants to keep him around. I don't know if she sees some benefit to having him around. Um, I I I think there are moments of tenderness there, and so I don't know. Maybe if deep down she feels bad. That he was going to be sent off, um, to potentially sent off to prison for this, or and so she's relieved that he's not going to be, or whether she's like, but she should isn't she the one that that suggests to him like take the fall for this, and Dad'll thank you for it. Yeah, I think yeah, she, maybe I think she did. So maybe she suggested it to him, and so maybe she was. You know, I forgot about she's, that. A, she's at least okay with seeing him go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think any tenderness that we've ever seen is on his part entirely. Hmm. I don't know if it, I think hers is a completely manipulative, like she just needs attention and she needs someone to control. And so yeah. I think it's almost for her, like if he leaves her, she's lost control of something. Like hmm. she, I think, she, I think she prides herself being able to, I think that's what's like, I think we saw that with when they get married. Right. You know, and he finds out about her affair um, and everything. And um, and it's just that she sees her as being able to control the situation and being yeah. able to win. I think, I mean, she's a, she's a Roy. 
she just wants to win. Right. So anyway, that's it. I'll have to think about that because I, when I whenever there's tenderness, it feels like it's totally on Tom's side. Yeah. So and that she's just about winning. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. maybe I. You know, maybe you're right that uh-huh. she's. She's perfectly okay with seeing him go to prison and. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, um, Tom's poor, like, bad trip. <laughs> Taking those drugs in the wrong order, the, the wrong drugs at the wrong time. Right. Well, and, and th- that was interesting to me because Tom got good news. I know. In this episode, and he wants to have a good time, and, um, nobody's there to, to no. help him with that. You know, so, so I, and, and th- I guess this goes back to Tom and Shiv is she doesn't care no. that this is good news for I, him. That I know. And and, and I, I think that's what he's reacting to, is he wanted some, like, you know, this is great news. Totally. And, like, everybody's like, we don't care. So. No, totally. <laughs> and, then, and then when the time comes and Greg's there for him. Right. Yeah, he just kicks Greg. He kicks right. the compliment wall or hall or whatever. Right, that was right, funny. Right, right. Not right. literally, but... Yeah, no, that's it too. No, which it goes to like the ongoing like self interest and narcissism of the right. characters in the show. Right. So, yeah, I'd like to see him get away from her. Hmm. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. His duality is so interesting too. Like when he's with her and the family, and how he's the he's the um, the kicked puppy. Right. But then how much? And then he takes that out and bullies Greg. Which right. is interesting. Yeah, I, think, I was just thinking about the first season and that first moment when he's like super nasty to Greg and Greg's like, "Is this serious right now?" Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love him flipping the desk and then Greg trying to like flip yeah. it back. <laughs> right. Anyway, good stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? No. No. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go on to our rose and thorn then. Um, my rose is um, I've added two cogs to the cog machine. Super excited about my cogs. Oh, good. Cogs are going well. Mm. Um, and um, my... Oh, I had a couple thorns. Oh, I know. I was going <laughs> to... Um, it's just... It's just my own, getting in my own way sometimes. Mm. Um, I just, I had a little bit of road rage yesterday on my way to work because I was tired and cranky and just feeling just like, and it's just so funny, like to really like have something happen where you're like, you know, like that saying that like, you're just hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a certain mood or you act a certain way, like you're not, you, you, it's not hurting anybody else. You're just hurting you. Right. And so, yeah. And so I like to... I don't always like use my, I start off drinking my coffee at home in the morning and then I don't always take a travel mug with me. I just take my, you know, mug with me and I'm like, well, I'll just, you know, keep this with me. My cup holders don't hold that mug, but I just prop it and I usually just like hold it and I figure out a way how to drive so that it doesn't, you know, anyway. So, um, yeah. So I had like propped my mug up in a way that I don't usually do like, uh, um, on the console and I was just like super aggro on the way to work. And my car has really a uh, fun pickup. So like if I accelerate, it just has really good pickup. 
Mm-hmm. And so sometimes to get out my frustration, I'll just take certain curt turns or certain, I can just take certain starts and stops as like, um, get a, get like a high off of like, you know, revving my car or whatever anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was super aggravated about this car in front of me and I really wanted to get ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those moments where I could really like play with my car and I, and I just didn't do my routine of like holding onto my mug and like doing my thing. And so, yeah. And so I, I had my mug propped up and I, I accelerated and I wasn't taking a turn, but I accelerated. And then the way my car, like picked the pickup, like kicked in it, the mug like moved, but fast and jerked and just like splashed like oh, all over everything. All over my pretty, pretty console. So anyway, and I was, and I, and I said to myself, I'm like, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Like you just hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that guy doesn't care, you know, that I just like accelerated past him. And so anyway, yeah. so it was just really interesting. I'm like, I, I literally like that just affected me. It affected nobody else but me. Yeah. So my bad attitude. So yeah. anyway, I was really mad at myself uh-huh. for that. Shoot. And then I was on the highway and so I just had to sit in my coffee and watch it just like pool up in my console. And I'm just like, ah, anyway, yeah. so my thorn is my own bad attitude hurting me. Oh shoot. Anyway, but the cogs are going well. Oh good. So they fit well so far. And yeah. We're cranking along. Do they know their cogs? Well, <laughs> one of them, one of them knows, well, no, one of them, wants to be a rebel cog with me. Remember we were talking about like some cogs are there to be rebels and I want to be a rebel cog. And mm-hmm. one of them is like ready to be a rebel with me. Okay. And I know how to inspire. The other cog doesn't realize totally that their cog home is different than the cog home they came from. Okay. So that's going to take some adjustment. Okay. And they want to focus now on what their cog status was over there. Okay. I'm like, no, 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 we're over here now. We don't need to worry about where you came from. Right. And you're caught, co- and I, and I'm like, well, over here, I see I was like this kind of cog. I think they know, but they don't know. And so I think they're struggling finding their place here. And it's a little bit unsettling. Like being a rebel is not, is not in this cog's wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not. And so, but that's exactly why I need this cog here. I need a cog that's, we can't all be rebels. Like I do need a cog to like keep us a little bit anchored. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. But the one, oh my gosh, is super excited to have moved cogs homes and is like super excited to be a rebel cog. I think this cog was like meant to be this kind of rebel cog. And, and uh, is this cog is drinking my cog Kool-Aid. So just drink it up. <laughs> what? Like, drinking game every time you say cog take a drink I'm like oh my god it'd be like 20 drinks in <laughs> well this is what happens when we create the metaphor instead of like <laughs> whenever we talk about the turd mines or the cogs cogs I guess anyway. that's the thing tonight cogs yeah cogs of the world unite uh, what would crank along what would Lennon say about your cogs um oh no well uh, each cog to its ability and each t- it'll be granted or something unless marks <laughs> is that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> wow cogs all right 
What's your rose and thorn? Oh, um... Well, Utah won the Pac-12. <gasps> yes, so go Utes! Um, so exciting. Yeah. I saw this great social, this great post on social. I think it was from the U. From the U. And they took this uh, AJR song. Is that, is that, I, can't, I always get the acronyms wrong. And it's called The Good Part, and it just was perfect. And so I just keep picturing that in my head. Like, mm-hmm. they say, let's get to the good part. And skip, no, let's skip to the good part. Yeah. And so it just shows them, like, holding up the trophy. It's so exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so good. go Utes. Indeed. Um, the world. Oh. I know. I know. Any it's... thorn in particular? No. No. Too many to count. I know. I have, I have a lot of thorn holes, so. <laughs> and scars from previously thorn yeah. holes trying to heal. No, I just... I, I grabbed that rose and all the thorns went in. I have a lot of thorn holes. Thorn holes. Thorn holes. Yep. That's what I would say. Thorn holes. That's many words. Or thorn. Yep. I, got I like thorn, it. I got thorn holes. All right. I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. Well, uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at Judgy Empath and Twitter, the Judgy Empath mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, and, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see who comes back next time. See who we've offended in, in all the realms. Oh, I thought you were saying one of us is getting eliminated. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. I'm going to say one more thing before I forget. I was going to say this, that, um, I don't have the capability to do this. And so I'm going to let somebody steal my idea of taking the squid game and succession and like what Roy does, Logan does to his kids is like the squid game. <laughs> That's all. That's... Anyway, so when you're talking about an elimination, no, we will survive this round. Oh, thank you. I predict. I guess we'll find out how many thorn holes you get next time. Yikes. Yikes. Are you giving me thorn holes? <laughs> That's going to help you in some way. The thorn holes? I think. Don't you yeah. think? Maybe. Something. tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Resilience. Yeah. I I don't know. You get thorn holes. Don't they come back? Doesn't the skin come back tougher? We'll find out. I guess we will. Return return and report. Oh, dear. (laughs) All right. Oh, boy. Godspeed, little doodles. Yeah.